Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galina along with uh, George Kurtz and the Fantasy Prince, my man, Sean Angle. And that was a, a great uh, recap of uh, what's been going on in the hockey playoffs with George Kurtz in the previous segment. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, George's uh, Cinderella uh, team, because I was asking him, uh, you know, with with the Golden Knights going very far into the playoffs uh, last season, they made it to the the finals, right, George? And they they ended up losing, I believe. Uh, the, yeah, obviously they did because the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you were telling me that the good Islanders. There. How do you like that, right? You know, I know my hockey. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but and and to, to your point about you know you 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 question why hockey hasn't really. Uh, you know, caught on in, in the States. I think it, it might have to do a little bit with the scoring. Uh, but I think that if once people actually watch a live hockey game, it's a whole different animal as opposed to you're watching it on TV. You know, when, when you're there live at the game, it's just a whole different feel. And as uh, you know, all those overtime games uh, yesterday as well, uh, just like you're at the edge of your seat, you know. So uh, nothing like watching uh, playoff hockey. Yeah, I think the fact that people can't uh, follow the puck, you know, it's 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 hard. To, uh, it can be hard to find on TV. Uh, remember when they be. put that little blip on, no, blip the on fox it? spot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, the, the trail of fire, you know. Oh, it's going to be red yeah, if yeah. it's really hard. You know, that was sort of silly, you know. Uh, it it really was sort of silly. But I get what they. I get why they tried. I do because I think that mm-hmm. is the reason why people don't watch because they can't follow, follow the puck. They can't see it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I guess I get the I get the idea. Didn't work out very well uh, as far as execution is concerned. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we've been uh, talking. We talked some hockey last segment. Uh, we've been talking baseball. We're going to get into the uh, Giants Rockies uh, box score in a second. Uh, we've also been you know, highlighting the fact that uh, tonight is the Game of Thrones uh, season premiere of the final season. I've been uh, quizzing these guys uh, throughout the show, and I'll, I'll give them another question. This one's a little tougher, so uh, you can listen up, uh, Sean, as well. Uh, what's the location where most of the scenes in the north below the wall are filmed? So your choices are uh, Dublin, Bath, Croatia or Belfast? And I pretty much, this would be a total guess on my part. I have no idea. Who, yeah, who yeah. the hell would know this? I'll, I'll say it's not Croatia. I'll knock that out. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's Belfast. Dublin, Bath, Dublin, Bath, Dublin, Bath, Dublin, Bath. Um, I guess it was Dublin. Maybe we'd know about it. I'll give me Bath. 
Okay. The one, that's your answer? That's the one I haven't heard of. Uh, right. And uh, what's your answer there, Sean? If I do not actually notice, so I am going to take a guess. Hey. To, uh, most of Game of Thrones scenes, I do know that a lot of them are filmed in Dublin, but I don't think the scenes in the wall particularly are in Dublin, so I am also going to go with that here, too. Uh, this is a, remember, the question says, most scenes in the north below the wall. And uh, actually, it is a Belfast. And look, I think you just have to be a super deep, Game of Thrones fans to know that question. I had no idea myself. That's, uh, I guess, for the people that are really, really into the show. So, uh, you know, some of these questions are a little easier than others. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you one more, but we'll. One, I'll give you the question, then we'll do Giants Rockies, uh, and then we'll come back to the answer here. So, which character besides Jon Snow? Jon Snow uh, has uh, also died and been resurrected by a red priest. So, uh, Gendry Waters, The Hound, uh, Burl Dandarian, or Rob Stark? So, I, I know it's not Rob Stark, but uh, yeah, we'll come back to this. So, I see that some of the questions are easier than others. That was a little tough for me. But I guess if you're really into the show and have rewatched it recently, so I'm not finished rewatching it, George. So, all right. So, uh, Giants uh, five, Rockies two, Giants now seven and nine, Rockies, whew, Rockies three and twelve, George. And uh, we kind of alluded to their their issues yesterday. I mean, look, they have lots of injuries. You know, Daniel Murphy, uh, Ryan McMahon, David Dahl. Uh, you know, you were hoping that you get a full season out of David Dahl, and uh, I don't think that this injury is super. Uh, is a you know, it doesn't sound like he's going to be out for a very long time. But just this guy, when you even go back to his minor league career, he's got tons of talent, power, speed, uh, could hit for average. But it's always been bitten by the injury bug uh, David Dahl has. But when you look at the the numbers offensively. Uh, for the Rockies, you're taking it back, right? The batting 203 on the season, have a 313 slugging percentage, and uh, a Woba of just 250, nine home runs as a team. Uh, Chris Davis with a K has has more than that, right? Uh, uh, Cody Bellinger last night uh, hit his ninth home run. So th- these are kind of shocking numbers, George. They are. I mean, and it's certainly not good. Uh, I think when it comes down to this, all the Rockies aren't hitting. Right, it's not just uh, one guy here. Mo- I should say well, most of them aren't hitting. You know, Trevor Story is actually doing fine, but most aren't hitting here. So I'm not going to get on uh, any one guy here. I mean, the weather's been pretty brutal. I mean, Colorado had a blizzard that canceled the game the other day. So uh, maybe that's part of it. Maybe once again, these guys don't hit in April. Whatever it might be, it's not just one guy. So I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to nail one person. Going, what the hell is going on here? So you give him a chance. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. be patient here. But, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to release Blackman Arenado, all right? Uh, Desmond, okay, you can think about that. But odds of you did, he'll be picked up by somebody else who's going to have some hope. Right away. Figure it <laughs> out, right? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Uh, that, that's always going to be the issue here. So uh, it's April 14th. I'm going to be patient. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, Desmond batting 151 on the season. I mean, we'll talk a little DFS later. I think he might actually have – he has a pretty good matchup in DFS today, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, for the Giants, uh, Buster Posey, two for four, batting 227. Kevin Pillar, uh, one for three, hit his fourth home run of the season. It's just – it's doesn't it seem – maybe it's just me that, you know, since he's been traded from uh, the Blue Jays, you know, his name is always uh, – 
talked about, not talked about, but just, you know, you always see highlights of him in and home runs. And even with the, the Giants, he's batting like 189 or something. So that kind of surprises me. I expected him to have better numbers just overall, but fourth home run of the season. Bumgarner, Madison Bumgarner, we talked about him uh, yesterday because there was a, a story about the Phillies kicking the tires. Uh, it looks like the Giants are still looking to, uh, you know, possibly move him. Uh, and he went one for three yesterday. And, uh, you know, he's known for his hitting, but uh, more importantly, of course, uh, pitched seven innings, seven strikeouts, two earned runs, gave up uh, a home run to Mark Reynolds, a 3.12 ERA on the season. Uh, I, I, look, I know his overall numbers have been trending downward, but I think he's still got something left there, George. Uh, something left? It depends on what you, uh, your definition is there. He's, he's not going to help the Giants this year. This is a bad team. Uh, so they, yeah. they should be thinking about moving him for as much as they can get as soon as they can do it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he falls apart or, he, uh, you know, it just hits that age barrier, whatever it might be. They're not going to get the value there. That being said, he's their legacy player. Are mm-hmm. they going to want to move him? You know, uh, it'd be a tough. I mean, I don't think you're going to get the hole you think you're going to get. You know, you're not going right. to get the, uh, you know, what the Yankees got for Chapman, you know, or mm-hmm. what, you know, what the White Sox got, got for uh, – Quintana, you're not going to get that kind of hole. You're getting top prospects back. I think that's an issue there. That's what they're going to want, you know, mm-hmm. to sort of justify that. And I think that'd be very tough to get because he's just of that age where he's not – no one's expecting him to be an ace now if he comes along. But that being said, if, I, like I said, if I'm a Giants, I'm certainly working the phones. I want to see what's out there. Pitching is scarce mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in baseball, and he could still help a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a preferred landing spot for him? Uh in terms of you know where you'd uh, feel more comfortable you know using him in fantasy you know i, I know that that give, gives you a choice of 30 teams but i mean would you prefer that he stays in the nl as opposed to going to the al uh obviously uh, the, the team that's seems to be interested in him in him or is kicking the tires uh the phillies they're an nl team but then again they play in a you know a, a hitter's park listen you almost always prefer you know, uh, a pitcher to pitch in the National League. You're pitching against pitchers. Mm-hmm. You're pitching against uh, eighth. Generally, the eighth place batters are terrible. It's weaker lineups overall. So you mm-hmm. almost always prefer, you know, the pitcher in the National League. So uh, I would say yes, National League without knowing which team. Yeah, Phil W would be a problem. It could be, uh, you know, what do you want here? Better chance, do you need W's or your ratios? You know, strikeouts shouldn't really matter no matter what park you fit pitches in. Ratios would go up. Certainly go up Phil W over San Fran. He's going from mm-hmm. the, what, maybe the best pitcher's park in the majors to one of the best hitter's parks in the majors. So, yeah, that would be a problem. And Philadelphia, I think, would be a team that would be in on it. I think they need another pitcher. So uh, I don't think it's uh, idiotic to talk about the Phillies in it, as far as Bumgartner people there. That being said, I don't think this comes to a head until June. I think that's when we'll really start hearing the Bumgartner rumors as we get closer to the deadline. And you know it. Uh, the, you know, what does Andrew Brandt like to say? Deadline spurs action. Same thing here. The Giants will mm-hmm. believe they can get more at the deadline than they can now or in May or even in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as a reference, uh, Bumgarner pitched uh, 21 innings in, in his career at uh, Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, 3.86 ERA. So, uh, you know, uh, 1.095 whip. So just use that as a reference. But uh, let's face it, he's not the same pitcher that he was in in the past. Uh, In this game, uh, before we go, Sam Dyson uh, got the save his first of the season. Uh, Do you make anything out of that, George, or was it because Will Smith pitched the night before? Needed to... um, I think it's just because Will Smith was uh, needed a night off. I assume that's mm-hmm. all it is. 
You know, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be uh, – we, we see this a lot during the season, right? A uh, guy throws him enough certain amount of pitches, can't pitch the day before, the night after. So I don't think there's an injury to worry about here. I don't think there's mm-hmm. a change in the closer. I just think, once right. again, it's a one-game thing. Relax. Right, right. All right. I'm relaxed. I'm taking it easy. Uh, did you guys have a chance to think of that uh, that question there? Which character besides Jon Snow – Jon Snow. I like saying Jon Snow. Because uh, depending on who he's talking to, that's how they refer to him. Uh, they also call him the bastard. But anyway, <laughs> has also died and been re- resurrected by a red priest. It was either uh, Gendry Waters, uh, the Hound, uh, Beric Dendarian, or Rob Stark. Yeah, I actually know with this the answer. Do you? I know the answers. Yeah, I, I know this one. So uh, I'll let uh, I'll let Sean go first. Okay. Uh, wasn't this uh, Gendry? Not 100% sure, but I think it was Gendry. All right, uh, George? Beric, Beric, Beric. Yeah. Beric Dendarian. And I had to be honest with you, I had to Google his name, you know, because I didn't know the answer. So I, I, I checked, you know, the uh, the answer key. And uh, yeah, Beric Dendarian. Who the heck is this guy, George? Do you know? And how did, how did uh. you know that he was. It's just uh, one of those the weird Lord things of you watch Haven. <laughs> yeah, I would have never known that. Uh, it just sticks in my head that he got resurrected. I don't know why. I, I mm-hmm. really don't know why. I guess I guess I like the actor. Maybe that's why. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it, uh, it uh, sticks in my head. But yes, I, that's that's the one where I was positive of. Mm. Yeah. So uh, Beric Dendarian, uh, Lord Beric, is rumored to have been killed in the battle at Mummer's Ford. Uh, so uh, okay. So uh, yeah. Beric Dendarian brought back uh, by the Red Priest, as well as Jon Snow. So uh, I guess we could move on, uh, take a look at the Nationals, uh, Pirates, uh, box score Nationals, uh, beat the Pirates 3-2. to two. They're both 7-6 and six now. Uh, home runs uh, for the Nationals, Adam Eaton. Uh, he also went 3-4, for four, uh, run batted in, run scored. Howie Kendrick playing second base, 1-2. Uh, for two. Uh, you wonder that's just got to be uh, you know given uh, uh, Dozier I guess a day off I, I didn't hear about any any injuries there but and Anthony Rendon uh, one for four with a double and Annabelle Sanchez uh, asked for uh, the uh, National seven innings pitch two hits two runs a, a walk uh, didn't get the decision uh, drops his ERA to four point eight six uh, had a a nice little season for the Nationals uh, last year uh, Melky Cabrera. Uh, for the Pirates, remember him, George? Uh, three for four, hit his first home run of the season, batting four thirty-two. Uh, what do you think about his uh, uh, fantasy outlook, or does he have one? I mean, this guy uh, just yeah, he, every once in a while he reminds you that he's still in the league, right? He could hit, batting four thirty-two. Uh, by the way, I do like uh, his uh, DFS potential today. <laughs> Believe it or not, against uh, he has some good numbers against uh, Scherzer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, what do you think about Melky Cabrera? I mean, uh, the milkman, uh, basically how his career went downhill since he got caught with the steroids, right? And had the fake yeah, yeah. stuff. Really hasn't worked out for him all that well. Was lead, I think it was leading the National League at hitting and then pshoom, down the tubes yeah. uh, yep. real quick. But he, he can still hit. I mean, he really can still hit, so he should help the Pirates. As for helping your fantasy team, I mean, once again, the power, no. He's not going to help you with power, not going to help you with speed. So it's average you're looking for here. And But the average is important. You know, mm-hmm. if he can, uh, he's not he's not going to battle with 400. All right, so let's get that out. But I think he's he could be an average. He could be a plus average uh, mm-hmm. event, uh, if they're all said and done. So that interests me because once again, you know, sometimes we forget in fantasy we're not looking to field the best players. 
right? We got to fill these five categories. You know, and average is generally one where we suffer. Generally, maybe you don't. I do. So I, I, I'm looking for an average guy, and Melky could be that guy. He's my fifth outfielder. For me, I, I'll say it over and over again, Joe. My fifth outfielder, that middle infielder, maybe the corner infielder, but maybe the, uh, the middle infielder, that's got to be my speed guys I'm generally looking for or average. You know, that, that's, those mm-hmm. are two categories generally I'm looking to, uh, to beef up in. I generally have mm-hmm. power, and if you have power, you generally have RBIs. And generally have runs there too. It's, it all goes together. But power mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sorry, speed and average is generally where I need to, I need to, qual- to to pay attention to to make sure I'm hitting those categories. So that's what mm-hmm. that's what I would use those positions for. And Melky can help you in average. Yep, yep. Uh, before we head out to commercial, Chris Archer, uh, seven innings pitched, nine strikeouts, two walks, a run. Uh, now has an ERA of two. We talked about how uh, you know the Rays. You know, got back Austin Meadows and uh, Tyler Glass now, and that's really worked out for them. Archer's been uh, pitching very well for the Pirates uh, as well. Well, he better because that trade right now is being a kill, and Archer didn't pitch well last year when coming over. Mm-hmm. Once again, maybe needs may need a year adjustment. I mean, once again, it's, it's small sample sizes for all these guys, but Austin Meadows looks like he's finally uh, going to reach that potential. You know, yeah. we know Glass big time Glass was an, was another big time prospect, and he looks like he's going to reach it. So Archer mm-hmm. better uh, do what he can do. He really better because that's a trade that could really haunt Pittsburgh to lose two young guys like that. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, Pittsburgh? Remind me their their top uh, uh, pitching coach uh, guru. And so maybe that'll work out for, for Is that Archer. Miller. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. At, uh, I think uh, it's Miller. Yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, more Game of Thrones. More baseball box scores, uh, fantasy previews, Blue Jays, Rays next. You're listening to Fantasy Sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Searage, that's the... uh From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galena, along with George Kurtz. And the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, celebrating the return of Game of Thrones. Uh, recapping uh, last night's action in Major League Baseball. And uh, analyzing uh, what the results could mean for your fantasy team going forward. So, I uh, want to remind you, uh, that my buddy uh, Ryan Hallam, he runs uh, the uh, Fighting Chance Fantasy site. You follow him at, at Fighting Chance. He's got this uh, Game of Thrones uh, contest where uh, the winner would uh, win a free T-shirt of your choosing from RotoWare. So, just reach out to him at Fighting Chance on Twitter and he'll uh, send you a... Uh, uh, 
it's basically a word document where you, you fill out whether or not you think uh, one of the characters is going to be alive, dead, or will become a White Walker. Then he's got some bonus questions as well. So so far, uh, I'm having uh, John Snow and Sansa Stark uh, as being alive. Uh, next one on his list is Arya Stark. Uh, you know, she ends up being what some kind of a uh, a, a killer, right? Like a you know, she she, she uh, basically studied and. Uh, she, She's got some skills there. She's got some mad skills, guys. So what do we think about Arya Stark? Alive, dead, or does she become a White Walker? You know, Arya's become sort of, sort of like a uh, you know a fan favorite. We all like Arya, right? For everything she's mm-hmm. had to go oh, through. Uh, yeah. Get yeah. back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I know in this show, when you like somebody, they kill them off. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what this show loves to do, man. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say they, I think they kill off her. Wow. All right, Sean. Any any uh, anything you want to add to that? I am going to say that Arya actually makes it all the way to the end. She's going to be alive by the mm-hmm. end of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, like, like I said earlier, I mean, I think the Starks have suffered enough. <laughs> so, uh, but but George brings up a great point. You know, like uh, what was it, season one? Uh, Ned Stark uh, get gets his head chopped off. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I think she makes it to the end as well. And uh, Bran Stark is the next one. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people think that he might uh, end up making it to the actual throne. So uh, we'll talk about uh, him, whether or not we think alive, dead, or if he becomes a White Walker. Good stuff. Well, uh, go ahead. I'll tell you, I, I don't know if you could pick anyone to become a White Walker because you've got to think at the end, all the White Walkers will be defeated. So therefore, they'll be dead. You hope, yeah. Well, you, you hope and then you don't because every good story needs a uh, a great villain, right? Just like uh, – oh, so, so maybe there will be one at the end where you'll see his eyes open at the end. You know, oh, still alive. Yeah. You know, right, that sort right, of thing. right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to pick any of these characters to be a white walker. Though, I think technically they'll be dead. Mm-hmm. And speaking of walkers, uh, they just released uh, – I think it was Friday, the uh, – the trailer to the next the Star Wars movie, I think it's called Rise of the Rise of Skywalker or something like that. And I was telling uh, Sean before the show, we were chatting how you know I was watching it and getting chills just from watching it. So, uh, and uh, you know, this is not a spoiler because you could just watch the the trailer. But Emperor Pal- Palpatine, right? We last saw him. You know, technically, uh, Darth Vader picked him up and threw him down a shaft, and we thought he was he was dead. But uh, suppose he's been uh, work. You know, he had done some work on trying to be, become immortal. But uh, you know, he's going to be in the ne- this this next movie, the the Rise of Skywalker. So it's pretty pretty awesome stuff. So I guess I'm sure I might geek them today, right? You know, talking a lot of Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, maybe we'll talk Gotham next because uh, you know I was talking to Sean before, and uh, I think he mentioned how. Uh, you know, with with the Game of Thrones books, you know, they, they take a, a little liberty and kind of, you know, they take the base from what was written in the books, but then, you know, kind of expand on, on it. And that's what they did with the show Gotham. Gotham talks about, how, you know, Gotham City before Batman became Batman. And then you get to see the introduction of all these, you know, supervillains, you know, Penguin and, and the Joker and, you know, Bane. 
and the way that they come to being is different than what you read in the comic book. So, yeah, whatever. All right, let's talk uh, <laughs> the Blue Jays and the Rays. Uh, Blue Jays beat the Rays three to one. Uh, they are now five and ten. The Rays are eleven and four. Still remain in first place in the AL East. Uh, George, uh, uh, we talked about Austin Meadows uh, was two for three, now batting uh, 385 with uh, 16 runs batted in. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier, if this guy could ever stay healthy for a full season, uh, he'd be something, huh? Uh, one for four, with 304 batting average, stole the base. Uh, on the Blue Jays' side, Randall Grichik uh, signed that extension, uh, but one for four, three strikeouts, three runners left on base, batting just 192 on the season. Uh, what are your thoughts of uh, uh, Randall Grichik? I mean, uh, basically a guy that uh, give you mid-20 uh, home runs, uh, you know, batting average what, maybe uh, 250? By the end of the well, year, the you thing. think? You're, you're trading average for power here. What do you need more? Mm-hmm. Right. So he's not someone, He's not a must guy you must have, but if you need the power, I think 25, 28 oh. home runs could certainly happen, but mm-hmm. you're going to eat it with average. Yeah, and that's going to be the issue there. Uh, 250 is probably, you know, I'll take that. You know, I don't mind mm-hmm. that you can make that up, <laughs> but it could, 240, 230 wouldn't shock me either. Right. You know, right, and right. that's the issue there. I think there's more downside here than upside. So I, I'm very careful. Yep. Uh, Blake Snell doing uh, more Blake Snell kind of things, at least what, you know, he's been doing recently, recently last year. Uh, the AL Cy Young Award winner. Uh, yesterday, six innings pitched, zero runs, nine Ks. And uh, more importantly, just gave up one walk. I didn't get the decision. You know, the the, the walks had been an issue, uh, you know, previously. But, uh, you know, he ended up getting that fixed last year and basically continuing where he left off. Uh, Clay Buckholz, George, made his uh, season debut. And uh, last year kind of, you know, tweaked his uh, whole repertoire and uh, pitched for the uh, the uh, Diamondbacks 16 starts 2.01 ERA was 7 and 2 uh, showed some good control one of the, some of the best control of his of his career last year uh, a little over 7 strikeouts per 9 but just two walks per 9 and uh, pitched uh, pretty well Yesterday, George, uh, uh, he's pitching for a team that's not going to win that many games, but six innings pitched, uh, one earned run, two strikeouts, eh, but uh, no walks. So uh, what do you think about Clay Buckholz? What do you think of him at all? (laughs) No, not really. Uh, Not worried about Buckholz, not adding him to my team or anything like that. It's going to be a desperation move, Uh, Uh streamers, that sort of thing. uh, one thing I am thinking of is that the Cubs and Angels have already been postponed today. So, really? no Chris Bryant, no Anthony Rizzo, no Javier Baez for anybody. Mm, uh, that's bad. No word yet on when the makeup game will be, but that game has already been postponed. Mm, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, from a fan standpoint, you know, I like that they announce it early. And, you know, sometimes, you know, they just wait to make the decision. I guess they, they're looking at the radar and whatnot, but. Uh, at least the, it must be terrible. The radar has to yeah. be terrible for them to cancel this game because remember, this is the Angels and Cubs. Angels aren't coming back to yeah. Chicago, so they're mm-hmm. going to have to find a makeup date. The Angels will go play the White Sox. Maybe they can. Uh, they have a day off. They both teams. Both teams have a day off after or before. Maybe they can make mm-hmm. it up then. But uh, that's going to be a rough one. Like I said, no uh, terrain out this game. So I want, uh, the weather must be horrific for them to call, cancel mm-hmm. it already. You know, so I'm surprised here. Horrific and frightful. 
it must be wet. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. very wet. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, we talked to uh, Rays and Jays. By the way, Rays uh, eleven and four have a four and a half game lead over your New York Yankees, uh, and a five game lead over the uh, surging Orioles, six and nine. Uh, Blue Jays five and ten, six games back. Red Sox also five and ten in last place, along with the Blue Jays, six games back. But uh, let's move to the AL East and uh, match up uh, with the Braves and the Mets. Braves uh, eleven, Mets seven. Braves now eight and six, and the Mets nine and five. So uh, let's see that. What does that put the? Uh, Division Mets in first place at nine and five. Phillies uh, half a game back, eight and five. Braves now, like I mentioned, eight and six a game back. Uh, Nationals seven and six, one and a half games back, and the Marlins oof, four and eleven, five and a half back. So it's any one of those top four teams, George, could uh, end up winning this division. In my opinion, yeah, but saying it all, pretty much all year, this this is the division from hell. Mm-hmm. They're all good teams: Mets, Phillies, Braves, Nats. These are all good teams. My guess is mm-hmm. whichever one stays the healthiest and makes the right moves during the year, the big trade, mm-hmm. will probably win the mm-hmm. division. Yeah, I, It right. wouldn't shock me if both wildcard teams come from this division. But I don't think it will mm-hmm. happen because they're all going to beat up on each other. So I right. think that gives the edge maybe to uh, you know St. Louis Cardinals or Milwaukee Brewers, whoever doesn't win the National League Central. Uh, the, the Cubs ever wake up. Uh, the National League West looks lost. Uh, it's just uh, mm-hmm. Dodgers are the only team there. Colorado's not playing very well. So... Uh, it, it might be a shame that one of these four teams can't make the playoffs. They can't all make it, and maybe two don't right. make it. So uh, because like I said they're going to beat the snot out of each other, and if you mm-hmm. can't, uh, if one team doesn't dominate the others, then it's hard for both for two teams from this division to both make the wild card. Certainly one will, right, right. But the second one might end up being from the Milwaukee St. Louis loser. Hmm. Yeah, good analysis there. Okay, so from this game, Jeff McNeil two for five, played a little second and third, batting uh, three sixty four in the season. Pete Alonso, uh, one for four. Uh, RBIs were scattered all over the place for the Mets. Uh, they scored seven uh, runs. Jason Vargas, uh, third of an inning, four runs charged to him. Uh, on the Brave side, unfortunately, Sean Newcomb uh, didn't pitch uh, much better than Vargas. Uh, 1.1 innings, uh, gave up four runs, two walks. Walks have always been an issue for Newcomb uh, in the past. You know, Braves needed a good start out of uh, Newcomb. Well, they might have needed it, but they didn't get it. Uh, Toussaint came on and played and pitched great. You know, the, the Braves are loaded with young pitching talent. Yes, so he did. Newcomb yeah. fails. Toussaint uh, mm-hmm. uh, does great. Uh, yep. you know, we got Fulton, Fulton Amos coming back probably next weekend. We thought he'd be back mm-hmm. tonight, but uh, they, they decided to move that along because he wasn't uh, – and his last rehab started rain. He couldn't pitch. Uh, well, I think it was 61 pitches. They want to get him up to 80, 85. So I, I get it. But you would have thought he's you know, just making him throw in the bullpen then. But anyway, Fulton Amos should be back too. So someone else is going to have to go. Uh, they already said Kyle Wright. Well, Kyle Wright. Right. We said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we said we said we said that yesterday. He was probably going to be the guy, the loser out here. Uh, Freed pitched mm-hmm. well in his last start, so maybe he stays. Like I said, this could be a rotating all season long. Where they keep going mm-hmm. back from one guy to the next because they have these kind of options, and they go go with the hot guy. So uh, I don't know if you can rely on any one of these guys, but you would think that Toussaint, at, at the very least, has earned himself another start. 
Yeah, six shutout uh, innings pitched in relief, uh, seven strikeouts. Uh, we talked about Dansby Swanson yesterday in terms of uh, a waiver, waiver wire ad. Uh, was one for four with three runs batted in. Two hits each for Ozzie Albies, Josh Donaldson, uh, Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Nick Markakis. Uh, Donaldson and Markakis chipped in for their, uh, I believe it was their first home runs of the year. And, uh, you know, yesterday we touched upon the Ozzy Albies story uh, in terms of, you know, a lot of people upset about the uh, contract that he signed, George. Uh, and uh, you had mentioned that you had a story about the, his agent. So I don't know if you if you have that, uh, you know. You could... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much about his agent, but uh, remember, <laughs> agents in general. Now, he's... Uh, Albies and the agent have taken a lot of heat for this contract. Yeah, it was pretty much seven years, $5 million a year, $35 million. Not, two option years, only $5 million again that go to forty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, strange that he would, he would sign it because he certainly looked uh, – if, like if Albies ends up being a regular, he's probably lost $40 million out of this deal. If he ends up being an, an all-star player, he's lost $100 million. If he ends up being an, you know, a, a, a superstar, he's lost $150 million over the course of this deal. That's how much money he's lost Amazing. here. Amazing, uh, yeah. But I'll say it again. You know, none of us knows uh, what's going on in his life. Well, maybe he needed the money now. And yes, maybe the Braves mm-hmm. use that to their advantage. Whatever, that's business. That's, just, that's leverage, the way it is. You know, and like I said, we don't know. So I'm not going to get in on that because we, we don't know. Do I think he made a mistake? Probably. Unless you were really desperate for the money now, you almost certainly made a mistake. But anyway, it's life-changing money and you'll be fine. What I was saying about the agent, though, because uh, no, a lot of people are getting on the agent, and rightfully so, mind you. A, the agent could have told them, listen, this is a low, this is a low deal. Shouldn't sign it. We, we don't know. The agent may have said that. But the, it also could have been that the agent – remember, these agents get paid by percentages. Now, if it's a big agency where they have, you know – 30, 50, 100 clients, well, then, you know, they'll wait out the biggest offers. They don't, they don't need any one contract to get paid, you know, for the agent to make a living. Well, this agent's not a big, uh, it's not part, it's a small agency. Maybe I think it might just be him. So, therefore, he does need the one client to get paid. And you right, wonder if right. that plays into this as well. He doesn't want to wait four years for Albies to hit, uh, you know, free agency mm-hmm. or, you know, at least get to arbitration, get the big money. He wants to get paid Good now. Point. And mm-hmm. I don't know this. I'm just saying this plays into it as well. Yeah. Human nature. Mm-hmm. He, the agent wants to get paid now. So maybe that's why he didn't try and talk him out of it. And this is just another viewpoint to look at. I know nothing. Uh, I can't tell you for sure this happened. But it's just another way of looking at things that maybe the agent, you know, is not so disappointed because he got paid now. Didn't have to wait. We don't know. The bottom line is we don't know. But it's worth mentioning here that, you know, there's a lot of these kind of shenanigans that, uh, that go on here. You know, people are mad at Albies mm-hmm. are signing. They're mad at the Braves are taking advantage. We don't know. Maybe Albies needed the money now and the Braves – actually, maybe the Braves were being nice. They had no intention of signing him. But, oh, you're what? You're, this happened? Okay. We'll do this, mm-hmm. but it's going to be really team-friendly. We don't know what's going on here. But I don't think right, there's any right. doubt the Braves took advantage of the situation. I don't think there's any doubt about that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, a side note to this Mets uh, Braves game: yeah, I saw a notification come through about Ron Darling, uh, and it was announced that he was uh, taking a medical leave of absence. And my first instinct, we talked about this off air, George, was that it had something to do with that uh, the, the controversy with his new book that's coming out. But uh, I suppose he's going to have surgery next week to remove a mass from his chest. Ron Darling, uh, former star pitcher for the Mets uh, on the '86 World Series team, and uh, also uh, had some good years with the A's. Yeah, uh, yes, we hope everything's okay. 
I mean, you, sure. you may large mass in the chest certainly doesn't sound good, but you hope everything's okay there. And I thought the same as you when mm-hmm. I heard it. I thought this had to do with the Lenny Dykstra uh, lawsuit. I'm like, oh, God, Controversy. this is going well. Dykstra suing him for uh, libel for the what, what uh, Darling wrote in the book about, uh, I guess, racist taunts at Oil Can Boy during the 86 series. So yeah. uh, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, should be, uh, I guess, interesting to say the least. But uh, bottom line is this. We hope everything works out well for Ron Darling. Absolutely, 100%. And just to, to touch on, we have probably less than a minute, but, uh, you know, Daryl Strawberry, I heard him being interviewed. He said that he didn't think that Lenny Dykstra was a uh, a racist and that he really didn't want to have anything to do with Ron Darling going forward after what he wrote about uh, Lenny Dykstra. Uh, Dykstra is kind of like an easy target just in general because he's – bit of a a, a wacko <laughs> to a say at least yeah oh, yeah that's being nice and uh wally backman said he he didn't hear any racist stuff from him. he was uh, on the on deck circle with lenny dykstra but uh yeah we wish uh, ron darling the best and uh we'll be back with more fantasy sports today in the fantasy sports radio network juggling george kurtz sean engel From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. My angel is a centerfold. Jay Giles Band. One of my favorite, I guess, unknown, unheard of, of or unbands that we don't hear enough about in my mind there. Fantasy Sports Today. I'm George Kurtz. He's Joe Galina. We'll take you through to 11 a.m. Eastern. And then Joe Gleaner and George Kurtz will take you through till 2 p.m. Eastern as we uh, <laughs> host a weekend fantasy update as uh, <laughs> our buddy Cam is in Vegas there. So uh, you just can't get rid of us. And someone else you just can't get rid of. Tune in to Calling the Shots with Keith Irizarry on the FNTSY Sports Radio Network weekdays from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time as Keith takes you around the sporting world, checking in on live games at, live game action with a daily stream of notable guests second to none. If you're able to watch the show and not just listen, catch the video feed live or on demand on the FNTSY Sports Network YouTube page or on your favorite OTT provider. It's Calling the Shots with Keith Irizarry on the FNTSY Sports Radio Network and FNTSY Sports Network's YouTube page weekdays from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. Mr. Irizarry, uh, that's going to be a little rough, man. Every every night, 8 to 11, you know, keeping track of the games, your guys talking about it. Uh, Fun, but interesting. Uh, not the easiest. Yeah, but thing you got live here. games, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a, a challenging show, but also like a probably a fast-paced show because yeah, like you're getting feeds from games, so it's. Uh, I'm sure it's a, a a lot of fun to do as well. Yeah, uh, Jay Giles. I didn't know that Jay Giles was one of your favorite bands, George. Uh, Freeze Frame, Love Stinks, Angel yeah, and Centipho with all the uh, girls run, dancing around in their panties. Uh, I'm sure that. that yeah, it's, you know. it's rough. Rough. You know, I don't know how I could possibly, uh, how I could possibly like that band. Terrible. 
<laughs> terrible. Terrible, I tell you. It's tough. All right. So, uh, you know, I figured <laughs> for this segment, I'm going to look at the at the police blotter. All right, for sports news, which is just sad. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia okay. quarterback uh, Jalen Mills. Uh, so Philadelphia cornerback Jalen Mills, along with not just Jalen alone, because God forbid, mm-hmm. along with uh, it's like you know these sports players, man, it's amazing. You keep getting in trouble when you're making all this money. I, I just don't get it. Along with the Wizards, uh, Robertson was arrested for uh, he was they were charged with disorderly affray, which apparently means fighting in public, uh, less, mm-hmm. not with each other. Okay, so they were arrested. Uh, I, I just find this amazing. You know, I, I don't know the story behind it. I imagine someone says something stupid and you feel like you got to uh, protect yourself, which is just idiotic. You know, people are going to say stupid things. You're a professional athlete. Just forget about it. You know, one ear out the other and move on. But uh, like I said, Jalen Mills and uh, Devin Robertson were arrested after a fight outside a nightclub in Washington. Uh, so, like I said, good luck. I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, neither one's a uh, a huge player here. Certainly not no uh, fantasy impact for Jalen Mills. His seventh round pick, uh, but he played eight games last season before ending up on IR. But uh, for me, Joe, it's just you know, again, really, can we stay out of trouble these athletes for like one weekend? One. <laughs> Uh, who, who did we talk about yesterday? Leonard Fournette, a driver with a suspended license, right? Uh, here's a guy who's already on thin ice on his team, and now he just keeps on doing dumb things. And, uh, you know, th- these athletes uh, just have to you know, keep their head straight. I mean, look, you're getting paid. You know, t- I mean, we say it all the time. They're getting paid tons of money to play a game that, that they love. Just, you know, get your head out of your ass, please. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, get your head out of your head. I mean, I'm doing everything I can to protect that money, especially a football player who your career is not going to be long, right? And the football mm-hmm. players generally aren't. Of course, some are. Some are Tom Brady's. But most, you're going to have three, four, five years. Make that money. Make that money and do everything you can to protect your ability to make that money. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you said Leonard Fournette, which for those who don't know, Leonard Fournette was arrested. Uh, yeah, I think it was Friday. I'm sorry. Friday about 2.30 p.m. for uh, – I mean, he was caught speeding. And then he had a suspended license over a two hundred four dollar ticket. It might have been no speeding ticket that he never paid. And right. He was arrested right. for this. This is after coming. You know what happened all the crap last year with Leonard Fournette. He started the fight in the Buffalo Bills game. Had other issues there with the with the team. The Coughlin pretty much lambasted him. Uh, now reports are he's out of shape this offseason. He's gained twenty pounds. How true that is, I don't know. But those are the reports there. And then you get arrested for two hundred four dollars. Two hundred four dollars to a Leonard Fournette is like five dollars to you or I. Yeah, you pay mm-hmm. it, you move on, or you get your lawyer to get into it, and you move on. You don't current let it salary, tell George. Stuff like this can happen. Current salary, according to uh, Pro Football Reference for Leonard Fournette, two million nine hundred thirty-three thousand two hundred fifty-eight bucks. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that's, not a, that's not even kind of a signing bonus he got when he signed. I mean, come uh-huh, on, uh-huh. pay. What are you doing? I mean, really, what are you doing? I mean, like, if you think that it was, uh, it was given to you erroneously, well, then get your lawyer involved. You certainly have one. You have an agent. He'll hire you somebody. It, I said, it right. makes little sense to me. Little sense to me that uh, they, they do this and they get themselves in more trouble. So, uh, listen, Jacksonville has the seventh overall pick in the draft, right behind the Giants. Uh, we know they're not going to take a quarterback because they, you know, got Nick Foles. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll take a running back that early, but they're going to have to look at one eventually. Right, I doubt it. Maybe, yeah. maybe the second round. Maybe the second round they're going to look at a running back because – you obviously can't. I, I think they want to build their team around Fournette. I do, but that you can't rely on this guy. You just can't do it. Would you build it around him, or I mean, is it Nick Foles that they want to build it around at this stage? You can't build it around Nick Foles. He's not that kind of quarterback. He's a system quarterback, which maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But they don't. They don't have the wide receivers there. 
They have some decent well, guys with yeah, no, but no right. game breakers. So I think you, mm-hmm. you had to be developed around the running game. And Fournette, you think the defense is strong enough where they don't have to go after a defensive guy early? Would they go after an offensive guy? You think maybe you know at the seventh pick, maybe we go for a wide receiver? That might be too soon. No. No, that's too soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, this is maybe a, they could a trade draft and get and get multiple picks back. That's an option, especially mm-hmm. if the Giants were to pass on Haskins at six. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that would be an option. Maybe Denver moves up. Maybe Washington moves up. How about Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Miami? Right. I think Miami's. Right. I think Miami's playing more for next year, mind you. I think that's when they were. Oh, I think Miami is, is tanking. Where next <laughs> year's a nobody. Yeah. Drift. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Miami, Miami's going to suck. If you're looking for a yeah. team that might go 0 16, Miami's it. Uh, they're yes. they're going to be terrible. You know, they're, they're going to be really, really bad. And they want to be really bad. Don't get me wrong. They want, they're tanking. They want to tank. Mm-hmm. They're playing for next year. They play, uh, next year is a much stronger quarterback draft, for those who don't know. So that's why they're doing what they're doing. Because uh, once again, they think they have a better chance of getting a quarterback next year. But there's a chance that someone like Haskins could fall, although they could trade up to get him. So I wonder if they would uh, do it. Washington certainly needs a quarterback. So, uh, like I said, yeah. if uh, the Giants pass on Haskins, too. Mm-hmm. he has. There's been some, once again, mm-hmm. I don't know. I never know how much I believe this because there, there could be other teams who are bad now because they want to grab them. So they bad now. <laughs> right. That right. happens. Don't kid, don't kid yourself. It happens. So I always, uh, I know, you know I, I agree with stuff you. Like yeah. that with the, with the, with the greatest assault there. He's dropping. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. We really don't know. Everybody's mm-hmm. lying at this time of year. So, another right. thing I found, I, I found this hilarious yesterday. This whole Robert Kraft thing, I think, is funny as hell. All right, uh, you know, he got caught pretty much getting his knob rubbed, uh, which is fine. You know, I, I really don't care. Uh, the human trafficking thing that I, I did care more about, but even that looks like it may not be a part of this. And certainly, what well, Kraft had nothing to do with that anyway. But I, lo- I love all the lawyer antics that go on here. You know, for, uh, lawyers doing everything they can. Kraft's guilty. We all know he's guilty. You know, Kraft's pretty much admitted as much as he's guilty, but now they're trying to get it. You know, first, uh, oh, it's a legal search. Now we don't want the video released, you know. <laughs> so what you're saying is he is guilty because now you're trying to say the search mm-hmm. is illegal, which means he's guilty. All right. Is that you're saying? And uh, from the sounds of it, by the way, the search might have been illegal. I don't know exactly how the law works, but apparently the police, uh, they phoned in a bomb threat to the place, to the massage parlor, so they could put in cameras. That sounds illegal to me. And, you know, and then mm-hmm. they pulled Robert mm-hmm. Kraft's uh, – they put the vehicle Robert Kraft was in over so they could get his ID and make sure it was actually Robert Kraft. That sounds illegal too. You know, mm-hmm. I don't say I don't I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the exact uh, nature, but that sounds fishy uh, to say the least. So a lawyer may be onto something here, but Kraft is still guilty. Now, my point is, this: I don't a, I don't care what punishment Kraft gets. He's not going to get jail time, maybe a fine and some uh, community service. But I'm I want to know what Goodell is going to do, because what are the what are the what does the NFL keep saying that the owners, you know, or employees besides the players have to be held to a higher standard? OK. You keep suspending these players with no evidence, right? I mean, as there is no else against Ezekiel Elliott. You suspend them. That's happened with other players as well. Let's see what you're going to do now to craft an organization that's done things over and over again that have been fishy, right? Spygate, the Flake Gate, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And now yeah. pretty much Kraft was caught. Well, let's face it. He was caught with his pants down. So what's going to happen here? I am so curious to see what Kraft's going up, what Goodell's going to do to Kraft. Well, I mean, Goodell makes a, a ton of money for the league and for the owners. And at the same time, you know, it's a mutual relationship. So, you know, he's got to keep the owners happy. And uh, so it, it will be interesting. You bring up Zeke. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure he's not, you know, a, a choir boy, but, you know, 
he wasn't uh, indicted, right? He, he wasn't indicted, which means he wasn't convicted, but he, he was still suspended, received that, that, that long-term suspension. So, uh, you know, basically, uh, <laughs> both sides, yeah. the ownership and the commissioner, uh, you know, hand-in-hand, just making each other uh, a, a bunch of money. Yeah, I, I just uh, – and they do. And let's face it, I, I'm not – I don't get on Goodell, mind you. Goodell gets paid – to be the owner's mouthpiece, to take all the heat for right. the owners. That's exactly why he gets paid. Why? Because we're all, everybody yells at Goodell, but no one's yelling at Jerry Jones. No one's yelling at Kraft or Daniel Snyder. Goodell mm-hmm. takes the bullets. Yeah, he's taking so the that's, heat. That, yeah. that, that, that's You'll see Goodell's that in two job. weeks at the draft. <laughs> yes. I mean, everybody, everybody boom. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. I don't, I don't think Goodell cares. I'll take $45 million to the bank and get booed. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Boom me all you like. Mm-hmm. But I, I, always find it, I always find it funny that fans don't realize this. Goodell is just mm-hmm. doing what the owners want. You know, you, yeah, the owners are the ones you have to get on, not Goodell. But that I being think said, about the success of the NFL. Oh yeah, he's made, just a money-making machine year-round. Uh, you know, uh, they're in the news year-round. I mean, it's it, it's an impressive, especially after you just saw that what happened to the AAF, and now uh, you know if I'm if I'm Vince McMahon, I see what happened to the AAF, and now he's going to try to start uh, this a- XFL again. I mean, look. I mean, so it's impressive at how well run uh, this NFL, uh, net, you know, this, uh, league machine. Is Look, it's, it's yeah, it's a, it basically is a machine. Yeah. I mean, listen, the AAF, it's a joke now. What now? Now they're not letting players sign contracts with CFL teams. The CFL has been told they can't because in bankruptcy court, they uh, they view these contracts as uh, assets. So they want they don't want to mm-hmm. lose them. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, what a joke. What an absolute, absolute joke. It's travesty what's going on in the AF. It, it really is. Uh, so back to the police blotter. Uh, Aaron yes. Hernandez, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, I think Hernandez, uh, he had his conviction overturned because he, he died. And I think in, New, uh, in Massachusetts, if you die before a certain thing or an appeal happens, your conviction gets overturned. And now his know, lawyers. I did not know f- that. Yeah. Yeah, I I knew that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I read about it. That's why I knew it. And now Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're uh, you know the prosecution or whatever the families of the uh, victims are uh, had it where you no know, his conviction is back on. But now Hernandez's lawyer is fighting to have it overturned. It's once again the man did it. We all know he did. He was convicted of doing it. Right. I, I just don't get this. What Hernandez lawyer, they Hernandez family wants to sue the NFL. What what for? Because they want his contract enforced. So I think that's a big part of this. Because if he's not convicted, then his contract, uh, the New England might have to pay out his contract. It's a complete joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in my mind, I mean, the man killed people. Deserve what he got as far as jail time. And uh, you want to get his contract enforced on New England? I just, was well, yeah, it's just a, another chapter in a sad, sad case. You wonder if that contract had, uh, you know, uh, stipulations that uh, if that that could be enforced in terms of like, you know, uh, maybe he doesn't have a conviction, but he was arrested. You know, uh, I'm, I'm losing the the the, the actual term, uh, but uh, you know, you have to be. I, I got guess, a clause. A good, yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, but the specific clause, basically, that you have to be a good citizen. You know, uh, so you, they might have a hard time winning that lawsuit. I'm surprised more of these contracts don't have clauses like this. You know, right. hey, uh, you know, you, you do such and such, you get arrested, you get convicted, you lose your signing bonus, you lose this. The, mm-hmm. the rest of the contract is voided or it becomes an option, a team option. You know, whatever. I, I'm surprised more contracts don't have this uh, to just, uh, just to protect the team. I'm ab- absolutely shocked more contracts don't have this to protect the team because you would certainly think it would be uh, worthwhile to do it to protect everybody. Why would the players say no? 
If you say no, that means you're what you're planning on doing some stupid crap. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it makes you look bad if you, uh, you right, know. and it makes you look terrible. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I, I can't sign. I'm planning on going out and getting arrested. I mean, really? Uh, maybe we'll say I it mean, like a morals, a morals clause, maybe something. Morals like that, clause, right? yeah. I'll, but that's th- I, I, that could be subjective, you know. But look, you know, well, morals you, clause. You say, put look, specific if things you get arrested. Right, right. Listen, I'm not even saying arrest. I'm saying convicted. Listen, we, mm-hmm. you, you, arrest could happen by mistake. You could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. The cops just arrested everybody, yes. and you got arrested. I'm not saying that, but conviction's different. Right. You know, yes. conviction is certainly different here. So I think there should be something. Uh, I have, let's say, no, no problem with something like that. So I, I'm, I am surprised it doesn't happen more often. Where uh, yeah. once again, you know, you uh, you lose your contract, or you uh, you know it becomes team option. They can decide now if they want to pay you. Uh, that's just the way I should believe it should be. But anyway, nobody really cares what I think in these things. Uh, as far as that, no, I'm not getting any agents asking me for my opinion. But I, I'm surprised <laughs> that the uh, more owners haven't fought for this, or more general managers, whatever it is. I'm surprised they haven't fought for something like this. Uh, just like I said, interesting. Uh, something else. Uh, we, we're getting some lineups that are coming in now in Major League Baseball, and it is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Sunday, yeah. which means a lot of yeah. players are going to sit. So when you do your DFS lineups, for God's sake, make sure you check the lineups to make sure these guys are in your lineup. One guy who is not in the lineup today, Andrew Benintendi, he's out. We already discussed Cubs and Dodgers have been postponed. That game is uh, no makeup date as of yet. I guess they'll they'll figure that out. But Andrew Benintendi out of the lineup. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, let me just take something back to, to football uh, real quick. You know, we talked uh, April fifteenth, tax day. Isn't tomorrow the uh, the deadline for Russell Wilson uh, and his contract extension <laughs> too? Oh, this. Listen, uh, I got to do a big thing with Cam and uh, and Gabe on the on uh, on game time decisions. <laughs> Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. All right, this is all. Well, that's it. I just saw something saying that, uh, and it's all speculation that, uh, that they believe that maybe he really doesn't want to end you know end his career with Seattle. But I guess we'll see. But, uh, it doesn't matter what, what he what he wants, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, he signed this year. They can use a franchise tag next year. So that's two years he's there. Now, granted, if he mm-hmm. really, really, really doesn't want to play there, okay, you don't sign it to that, and then you could go. You know, I don't think they would mm-hmm. franchise him two years in a row, but I could be wrong. But he's certainly there for the next two years. They're not going to trade him. You do not trade franchise quarterbacks, especially ones that top three in the NFL. You can't survive without that. The only way you could possibly do that is if you think your team is, oh, even with Russell Wilson, we're five years away. So let's mm-hmm. let's trade for three number ones or four number ones or you know whatever or two entire drafts from a team. Who the hell knows? It's the only way you would do this. Other than that, Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. He could set the state all he wants. It's not happening. No, not going anywhere, Joe. <laughs> not going anywhere, Cam. Not going anywhere, Gabe. He's staying in Seattle. They're not going to have to worry about it. Sean Angle. He's not going anywhere. Fantasy sports today. I'm George Kurtz. He's Joe Galena. We'll be back <laughs> after this.